Turn up the heat this summer. Get propane delivery straight to your door with Cinch. C-Y-N-C-H. It's easy and convenient to order, and Cinch brings the tanks to your home on your schedule. Just go to Cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H.com. Select your delivery date and drop-off location, and Cinch handles the rest. Now, new customers can get their first propane tank exchange for just $10 when they use promo code TANK10 at checkout. Cinch. Propane Grill Tank Home Delivery. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Visit C-Y-N-C-H.com. Offer for details. In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 2018's Overlord, directed by Julius Avery. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Um, what have you been up to? Not a lot. I, well, what have I done? Worked, probably. Done some work. Yeah, I've worked. Well, yeah, I have worked. What else have I done? I've, um, done, I've done some laundry. That's good. <laughs> The, the joys done. of uh, job done. yeah, the joys of uh, housework. It's a bit boring, isn't it? Exciting. What have yeah. I done? I've not really Swept done anything. No. Uh, what have I done? I've not really done much either. Still watching uh, Below Deck Mediterranean. I'm really into that now. I love it. Life on a super oh, yacht. What's that about? It's about all the people who work on super yachts. Yeah, Ooh. it's good. And uh, it's basically, like a I think in reality, it's probably not for me. It all like they all get on the boat at first, and it's all fine, and then give it like gets to like the third episode in, and they're like fucking hate that person. They are the worst. Yeah, I don't want to work with this yeah, person that's anymore. The problem. 
And then, like, you're so close. After There's each, to go. yeah, after each charter that they do, they um, they they like go out for a meal or something like you know on the night off or whatever. And then mm. they all end up kicking off at each other because there's all this like resentment, and they've all had a yeah. drink. Oh, it's hilarious. I'd hate to work on a yacht. I've decided. <laughs> and some of the people yeah, who they get. Some, no. some of the people that are on there are just awful and they're just awkward for the sake of being awkward because they're like, oh, I'm on a yacht, I'm going to be awkward. Oh, it's horrible. Hey, Why it. would you be awkward on a yacht if you're on a yacht, if anything, you'd be Because more... they're spending money and they're like, oh, I've paid all this money and I'm just going to, like, request everything oh, because I can. And I'm just like, no. And they speak to them like they absolute the crap worst. as well. The way that there's some people, like some people are fine, they're really, really nice, but then some people, they just speak to them mm. like they're like slaves or servants and I'm just like, no. <sighs> and they've got, to, they've got to sort of plaster on a smile and be nice and I was like, nah. And yeah. I was like, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. My face, my face, I couldn't hide it. I just could not hide my face. I'd just be like, no, I can't stand you. Yeah. It's so, that's the thing with, with customer service, especially when Ugh. you get to the point that the customer is paying like a large amount, mm-hmm. it kind of gives them the message that they can mistreat people or be rude to people or whatever. Yeah. And because they're paying a lot. For the record, like, you can't. I'm just saying that now. Yeah. FYI, retail workers, people who are in service are also people and they're just trying to make a living. Oh, so be yeah. nice to them. That is what I'm saying. The number yeah. of stories, like I've, I haven't worked in like a high-end place, but the number Ugh. of stories even I have about yeah. nightmares. Yeah, exactly. And like that's not even like, you know, super yachts. Ugh. I haven't even worked in a yacht. Yeah, can you imagine nice. how much worse it would be? Oh, my God. No, thank you. I couldn't do it. Well, what else? Ooh, ah, yeah, Ooh. I've got news. What, I've got what, exciting what? news. What? So I was, on, I was on Twitter the other day. And yeah. and I uh, and I and I got a like from Jamie Blanks, director of Urban Legend and Valentine. Oh, really? Yeah, claimed fame. Ooh. I was very excited. Very excited. You could say that when I heard his name, I drew a blank. I was like, then when big you fan. Him, was. But you knew who it was. You actually did know who it was. I. I'm yeah. impressed. I am. I, I'm, I'm impressed. I was expecting you to be like, who? But yeah. Well, I'm excited. I say I'm very good at. I'm very excited. It's my claim to fame cool. for the week. Yeah. So there you go. Very excited. <laughs> wow. Basically, that wow. means no that we're else. friends now. We're friends now on Twitter. I yeah. have decided this. Yeah. We're pals. So you know what, it'll only take a couple of years and we'll be being rude to people on our yacht. I know, exactly. We, we I mean, <laughs> I am a slight step closer for, uh, you know, being to rude, rude to people on a yacht. I couldn't be on a yacht. I think I get seasick, to be honest. It's not for me. Yeah. I'm not a good traveller. I'm not a good traveller. I've always wanted to have a boat and tour the Med or tour, like, island, tropical mm, islands. You can charter like one for 200 and odd thousand pounds. Oh, okay. Oh, it's I loose change. It's cheap. Mm, it's change, isn't it? Mm, yeah. The thing <coughs> that annoys me, though, is I, I literally, it's literally never going to happen. And I've got an inflatable dinghy, and that's and about as close that. as you're gonna get. That's about as close as you're gonna get. On, like, windmill once. That's about it. Oh. Actually, to be fair, that was a fun trip. So maybe I should this summer. Maybe you start should. Dinghying. Mm-hmm. Well, 
In all that crazy fun that we've had this week, I'm I'm I'm, I'm starstruck. You see, I'm, I'm like, <sighs> you know. So yeah, we did we did done watched Overlord, which was made in 2018, directed by Julius Avery. It scored a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And the synopsis is, On the eve of D-Day, a company is set to destroy a German radio tower and they get more than they bargained for, basically. They certainly, they certainly did. And also, as a, as a little treat, we're going to slip into Haiku Corner. I've written a haiku. <laughs> written so. a haiku, yeah. So, Haiku. We are in a war. Oh, wait, there are zombies here. What do we do now? There you go. Yeah. Haikus are so great. And that's what I've been doing this week, actually. Now I remember. I watched James May in Japan. It's on Amazon and he's like doing a tour of Japan and he is weirdly obsessed with haikus and he just talks about haikus all the time. And I was like, I love it. This is great. I love a haiku. Japan is such a different place. Isn't it? Land of haikus. I love it. Do you know the best thing that I ate when I went to Japan? Was it sushi? Was from a 7-Eleven, and it was a chilled bowl of rice. Best rice I've ever had. Really? It was so... Wow. 7-Eleven, yeah. I mean, I didn't go to any high-end restaurants, so I'm not saying that they don't have good food in restaurants. But, but that 7-Eleven was pretty damn good. 7-Eleven was great. Nice. Oh, I've never been. It's somewhere I would like to go. You should go. I mean, maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. Maybe at Maybe. some point though I will. Yeah. So yeah, haikus. So yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to write a haiku for every film, every film that we're gonna it, yeah. do because it's it's quite fun. Maybe sometimes I try too. Sometimes I think of one and I'm like, I need to write it down. And and Rob's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, Haiku corner. So it's haiku. We've got to write one. And he's like, right, okay. A, a poet. This is what yeah. it must be like to be Maybe, a poet. Maybe when. You know, I get a good collection of them. I will publish a book of, of film haikus. Oh, do it. Maybe I will. I mean, there's nothing else to do right now, so I may as well do. Well, no. And a haiku, you could you could write that anywhere. Yeah, exactly. You could literally write it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just do love a haiku. Just come up with it wherever. Write it down. You've written a haiku. Written a haiku. Publish. Done. I like it. Yeah, I I had never seen this film before. This was a first time watch for me. But I remember, I don't know what we'd gone to watch, but I remember seeing the trailer for it with you at the yeah, cinema. Yeah, I can't remember either. We, because... We'd gone and... Was it... It, it, was, it must have been ooh, Was it Alien Covenant? I think it might have been Alien Covenant. Yeah. Because I remember sat I there... Film. And it was like... It was just like a... It, it sort of was like a standard like war film and i was like yeah, this looks dull like, as shit i don't want to watch this this looks horrible and then like it changes and i was like oh no wait i'm kind of intrigued now uh, i want to watch it yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was apparently it was um the, when like before it came out it was reported that it was going to be part of the cloverfield series but I don't know how that would have worked. But yeah, the, I think I think it was going to be like a sort of ten Cloverfield Lane, where it just sort, it wasn't like immediately about it, but it kind of tied in somehow. Mm. But then, but then obviously it wasn't. And then uh, it's the first R-rated or eighteen-rated film to be done by Bad Robot. Mm. 
which I think is is that JJ Abrams company? I think it's JJ Abrams company. They've done loads of stuff, but I couldn't tell you yeah. exactly what now. But yeah, he Do he produced it. That bad robot intro thing. I mistook it for the start of the film. <laughs> and what is what is this film? What is this thing? What and is this robot? Oh like, yeah. Yeah, there's loads of people in it from Game of Thrones, including um, that man who was in it. Pilu, Pilu, somebody. Yeah, that's it. Eurovision. He's getting called Eurovision. Yeah. I'm calling him Eurovision. He was so different. This obviously shows how good people are at acting. He but he when... is always someone mean. He's always a mean yeah. person. He was horrible well, he in Game of Thrones as well. He was delight. He was a delight. Yeah, I know, he exactly. Was a <laughs> He's a very good actor. He's very good. I believe yeah. that he was horrible. <laughs> but yeah, oh. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that until you said and I was like, oh shit, yeah, he did present Eurovision. That's amazing. It made me happy. Yeah. I love Eurovision. It made me happy. I can't remember what year. It was 2016, 17, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't so long ago, was it? Amazing. I can't wait for this next Eurovision. I know, I hope it happens this year. Because it didn't happen last year. Ew. Oh, I this don't know year. if I can go two years without Eurovision. I, I can't. I won't. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Anyway, so we start the film and it's air raid sirens. There's chat about Hitler. It's all kicking off. And it's like news, news reports of what's going on. And basically it cuts to this sort of really wide sweeping pan of all these planes in the sky and flying somewhere. And then it cuts to one of the planes and it's a load of men basically sat waiting to jump out of a plane to oh, go and do gosh. war stuff. And it and it's kind of it's interesting because they're all sort of chatting they're all kind of chatting about what they're gonna do and they're all they've all got very different attitudes of what mm. It's to sort of be what, like, there's one guy who's like, yeah, we'll get this done, we can all leave, kind of thing. And he just wants to, like, yeah. get the job done and go home, kind of, that's that's it, that's all he wants to do. And then, uh, I think, somebody, then then somebody who absolutely makes a downer of a chat is like, oh yeah, uh, more people die in planes than, like, actual battle or something, and... And then somebody says, somebody says bullshit in German at him. And he's like, oh, okay, fair enough. And then it goes to the guy who's the photographer of the, of the war. Like he's documenting the war, like he's on the plane. And And photographers in films always portrayed in this way that they always, they like get into everyone's space with their camera, like great shot. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, because like, someone tells him to sit down, they're like, sit down, get away yeah. from me. Like, it's a bit like, um, you know, the film that we did last week, Creep 2, yeah. where she wasn't scared because she was documenting the situation. It's like, they mm-hmm. have no fear, they're just... They're just there like, to get the, the shot and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, Tom Savini's job in Vietnam. He was a photographer. Because that's wow. where he, that's basically where he got a lot of his knowledge from. Because he'd seen it firsthand of like mm. limbs come off and all sorts. Not, yeah, that's why his right. effects are really it's good because he's in it. Mm. Yeah, I know it's creepy, isn't it? I couldn't do it. 
So um, there's another there's another guy who comes in who's a last minute transfer. I don't know if that's is that Ford Corporal Ford. Oh, it? It's um. Is it Kurt Russell's son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corporal Ford. I thought he looked familiar, and I realised I hadn't. Seen I was him like, he looks like Kurt Russell. Like he basically yeah. looks like Kurt Russell because yeah. I was like, he's he's attractive. He's an attractive man, <laughs> and then I was like, it's Kurt Russell's son. Of course he is. Yeah. So yeah, it's Corporal Ford. So he's a last minute transfer, but they don't know why he's been sent don't know why there. Was mysterious. Yeah. And then um, there's another there's another guy there who's like he's the sort of is in everyone's face antagonizing him and they're like you're really annoying i don't want to work with you is that the guy um who i can't remember is it I, I, the problem is whenever i watch a film i can never remember any of the characters names i've got some six, names like, but i couldn't I from Titanic. yeah i know it's like i don't know it, mm. I, I can't I, I don't know <laughs> i just don't know, I don't know. <laughs> i'll, I'll figure it out in a bit nicked the necklace from the main guy mm-hmm. in the plane. Yeah. There's always one like just won't stop talking. <laughs> yeah. And winding everyone up. Like, why do you want to wind everyone up? These people might have to save your life later yeah. and stop you from getting killed. So maybe you know, don't at, annoy them because at that point they're not gonna. I mean, later on he did kind of redeem himself a little bit. Yeah. But at that point, I'd be like, yeah, I would boot you out of this plane immediately. I will not you save you if you get shot at. You are yeah. getting you are getting used as a human shield at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's 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 really set up as like a traditional war film yeah. so you get all the characters and 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 it does start that way if you didn't like if you didn't know going into it you'd think it was just a war film basically yeah. so we find out basically the their target is a radio tower which is causing like a jamming signal and they need to get rid of it to mean that people can land and basically Something win like the that, war yeah, yeah. It's based on, yeah, it is, it's based on, it's loosely based on D-Day, basically, and and how Mm. they got into wherever it was. I'm I'm really terrible with history, I don't know. But anyway, it's on a church, it's on a church, so they're like, right, we need to go to this church, we need to get rid of this jamming tower. It made me think of, um, oh, what is it, Far Cry. Because you have to, like, get to towers on that, yeah. Yeah, towers, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of that. I really liked The Last Far Cry. It's like, um, it's like Far Cry meets Wolfenstein, basically, (laughs) in a film. Yeah. So I never played Wolfenstein. It was not considered appropriate by my mum for me to re-experience. Rob got the new... Rob got the newer one and I got scared because like there was like dogs that jump out at you and stuff and I was yeah. like no oh. yeah but it's good but yeah it's, it's scary so yeah basically they're like right do your job you've got to do this right and then they're sort of getting ready to like jump out of this plane how frightened like would you be in that situation I'd be terrified sitting in a plane over enemy territory waiting to it just must have it's, been and it's kind terrifying. of yeah you you you're gonna have to jump out of the plane which is scary there's probably yeah. people shooting at you as well then when you get down there you don't know what you're gonna get it's yeah. horrible I mean, obviously it's horrible they're well trained and stuff but still so the plane sort of starts rumbling and it's kind of 
I feel like they're all kind of realising the situation that they're in at this point and they're like, oh shit, we actually have to do this. This is quite scary. And and it kind of cuts to outside where basically there's like dogfights going on by these planes and there's explosions and there's chaos and it's just all very horrible. And then uh, then one of them's like, I hope nothing goes wrong. Shut up. You've just said that now. You've put that out in the universe. Something's definitely going to go wrong. And then the plane explodes open. So I'd be like, oh, well, thanks. Good one. So they can kind of see what's going on outside now because, like, some of the plane's missing and there's, like, other planes exploding and all this lot. One guy throws up. Another guy gets shot. And then, and then they're sort of like, oh no, they, they sort of try and save him. And then they sort of, I think it's the guy who's like, I just want to get done and go home. He's like, he's dead, just sit down. It's like, no feeling at all. And then uh, then they sort of decide that they're going to have to leave. So they, they hook up to like jump out of this plane. And, uh, and it sort of does that thing of films where there's like, there's no sound for a few seconds and it's yeah. all very tense and they're all sort of waiting to jump out. The plane explodes again, like the back of the plane explodes, so they all have to like throw themselves out. Apparently that was done, they like rigged the sort of front of the plane up onto something and then blew it up and then the stunt people had to like jump through the fire. Ooh. Yeah, uh, so I was like, oh, that was really scary. Stunt people are hardcore, aren't they? Aren't they? They're so brave. It was mostly, like, the whole of the film was mostly done by practical effects, which is really yeah. cool. Like, for a horror film, that's really good. I like it. So they leap out of this plane, and it's just absolute chaos, and you sort of follow it's this awful. one guy down who's just, like, barreling down the thing, and you're just like, oh, my God. He ends up landing in water, and he's got to cut oh, himself free and out. With, oh, man, this... How it's not it's frightening before it's frightening you've even got before to the you've even got to the frightening element. stuff. Yeah, and it is like like I wonder how many people ended up like in actual war, like ended up like landing in water and getting like mm. stuck or something and Love. drowning and all that. Like, like oh, like, it's horrible. This is why I'm a bit in two minds about war films because I'm like mm. if like a, a starship troopers or whatever, mm. it's completely imaginary. Yeah, whereas a film based in World War Two. It's like, grounded well, in reality and shit like this properly happened. Yeah, uh, like, apart from the uh, end bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the obviously. But I'm hopeful that that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, I'm a bit like oh, don't know if I actually want to enjoy. Yeah. Watching what was an yeah. extremely destructive time for millions of people. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. It's horrible, bit, isn't it? Yeah. So he. He sort of drags himself on show. He manages to cut himself out of this parachute. Yeah, he did so well. Everything's on fire. Like, literally everything's on fire everywhere. It's just horrible. Apart from the water that he's just got out of. He gets his gun ready. And then he hears Germans and then gunshots. And uh, this is Boyce, who we find out is Boyce. And he's searching for the rest of his company to see who's sort of made it and... He finds the Sergeant Ren... Is it Renzin, I think? But he's surrounded by German soldiers and he gets shot, so he's gone. Then he finds Ford, Tibbet and Dawson and they're all hiding. But they're, like... I think one of them wants to 
try and save the corporal, but they're like, no, you're fighting a losing battle. You need to just keep yeah. away. So I, think, I I kind of agree. There isn't much that he could have done to save. Yeah, yeah. Them. But also, I'd be like, oh, it feels. Bad it feels wrong, not but I think you've got yeah. to pick your battles literally in this case. So they they kind of they all sort of band together and and walk away from this situation, and um, the sort of very matter of fact guy who's like, I just want to leave. He's like, you know, I've had friends, friends die. And they're like, oh, great, all right then. Dawson, who I think was Grey Worm in Game of Thrones, he's the first Game of Thrones person, is talking about, he's planning on writing a novel about war and he's written all this stuff down and he's documented his experience and all this lot. Yeah. And, uh and they're all, they're sort of walking and talking through this field and he's like yeah you know i've got all these dreams i've got all these hopes i'm going to write this book it's going to be amazing then kaboom he stepped God. on a landmine Ugh. awful i shit myself up i was like ah <laughs> I was like, oh my god it was a shock though wasn't yeah. it i was like oh, i wasn't expecting it to happen and they're all a bit like oh shit, that guy just exploded. And then they're like, right, don't move because obviously there's mines all over this place. So they have to like negotiate out of this minefield and sort of look where they've stepped to see if it's safe. Yeah. And then uh, one of them's like, come get me. And he's like, no, I'm not going to come get you. And he's like, you need to do the tap, tappy tap thing. And he's like, what? And he's like, just use your gun and tap lightly to see if there's any metal. And he's like, exactly how, how hard is that? And he's but like, like you'll, you'll know. know. <laughs> yeah, he was like, if you've done it too hard, you'll know because you'll, you'll end know. up like our pal Dawson. You'll have exploded. And then, and then they kind of one of them sort of having a freak out, and he's like, he was there, he was talking to me, and then he wasn't there, and now he's dead, and there's bits of him all over. It's horrible. And then they're basically saying, yes, but you are here and you need to survive. You need to get a grip at the moment, you know. So then I think they find... Oh, yeah, they sort of... They they get out of this minefield and they find something on the ground that they think is a dog. But then... Is it? But then they're like, but it doesn't look like a dog. It kind of looks like a dog, but it's not a dog. And then they're like, is it a jackal? Sort of melted face appearance. It's very it. thing. It's very thing esque. It's very like when they find, like. yeah, when they find that body outside, and they're like, oh, I don't mm. know what that is, kind of thing. So then they're kind of in this sort of wooded area, and they see a woman walk past, and then she kind I of looks. When I saw it. She probably made me jump as well. I don't know what it was. I was like, oh. <laughs> she looks kind of a bit suspicious. And she yeah. runs off and they're like, get her, what's she doing? Because I feel like they think that she's maybe with the Germans. So they're like, get her, yeah. we'll interrogate her and see what she's doing. So she sprints off at her speed. She's out of there, understandably. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So then... You meet a load of soldiers, you don't hang about, do you? Exactly. When you're out in the woods in a black leather coat. You get the chuff out of there, exactly. Yeah. So they catch up with her. And they find out that she's a French lady from the village that they, they're in. and then So I was confused by it, because I had not realised that they were in France, in France. at this point. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, I didn't realise it was France. Yeah, yeah. So And then it 
it sort of clicked. Is it meant to be like, like well, Normandy? Does it feel like a different film? Is it meant to be not like Normandy because it's D-Day, I think, Normandy? Mm, yeah, I hadn't yeah. picked up on that. Yeah. They're like, who are you? What are you doing? And then they're like, are you German? And she spits. So they're like, no, she's not German, clearly. She's, she's not, not a fan. And then uh, she had a little knife, which they take off her, but they give it her back to be like, we're friendly, it's fine, you can have that back. And then they're like, can you take us to the village? Because you've obviously come out there and not exploded. So, you know, that'd be nice. No way. Us out. Yeah. yeah. So she agrees and takes them back to this village and it's just full of bodies. There's just bodies everywhere in this Ugh. village. Like, there's just been massacre everywhere. It's horrible. Awful, it's horrible. And she leads them to her house, and then she's like, "Which is a huge risk for her." Yeah, well. like if you can, if you, which you find out afterwards happens. because obviously there's all these soldiers in and out and whatever. Yeah. So she's like, "This is a big risk, but this is my house." So mm. they kind of check around the area, but then they hear these German soldiers. And one of them starts shouting at her because they see her. So I think she goes, yeah, she goes with them to kind of get rid of them looking for the these guys. If they find these guys, like shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, I feel like they kind of interrogate her, and and I think she just kind of plays like dumb, and and they end up sending her on away. And then she catches up with these guys, and she's like, right, I trust you. You're not part of this because she doesn't yeah. know that they're not part of this these well, yeah. German people you know so she takes them to the house and she says that her I think she says it's her and her brother and her auntie but her auntie's um, sick yeah. and her auntie's, her auntie's like wheezing and making I thought she was making dinosaur noises because it sounded like there was a damn T-Rex in that room well, her lungs must be the size of a wheelie bin there was some weird like that. Weird noises coming out of that woman and I was just like, she's definitely not well. Or she, she's a dinosaur, I'm not sure. Up. So at this <laughs> point, you're like, well, yeah. we're moving away from like World War II movie into, into the, kinda... the world of weirdness that we've got. Yeah. yeah. So she takes the soldiers up to the attic and they kind of have a look at what they've got and they formulate a plan because they want to get to this tower and they're like, we've got some guns, we've got this and that. We need to do this. Uh, we need to do this plan, basically. We're here for this mission. That's what we need to do. They hear a woman screaming outside and they kind of peep out of the window and see her get shot by all these soldiers. So it's kind of, you know what's at stake. Like, if they find you, that's it. You you gun down and that's it. And then they, I think she's like, you need to leave. You need to get out of here because I'm not getting in trouble. Well, yeah for harbouring all you guys everywhere. So they're all at each other's throats at this point. They're arguing with each other because they don't know that they're up to the task. They're questioning Boyce's ability to be on this mission because he's been quite reserved and not... Yeah. He's not got that sort of fight mentality as they... Killer, killer mentality. Killer instinct. But, as, they, as they think at the moment, but he actually... Yeah rises up does, at the end and does yeah. the shit that he needs do to do. Do you not think people who are like, I am 100% soldier, I am focused. If I say I do yep. something, yep. I do it. I am the best at what I do. Yeah. They always, they crumble. always turn out 
to fall apart. They fall apart when it actually matters, and people who Always. who don't just get on with it yeah. and you can crack on. Guarantee yeah. the person who's telling you how good they are. Yeah. No. Don't rely on them because they will just. Do not. That is the one person. Do not trust. Yep. That's it. It's. Very true. It is. It is very true. It's very true, isn't it's it? It's very true. So then. Uh, Oh, that's it. Yeah, the question in Boyce's ability because he tells this story about how he found a mouse and set it free, and they're like, "Well, you set that mouse free." Yeah. And I feel like I, feel, I don't know if he says it or I thought it in my head, but he was like, "Well, the mouse isn't in the war. The mouse didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Just set it free." I think that was from my own mind. Living. It was like the mouse is just Maybe trying to live its life. On the mouse's house. Yeah. It was like the mouse oh, is yeah. just trying to live its life, just let it go. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, you don't have what it takes and all this kind of stuff. So they're kind of they're kind of trying to realise who is about and they're basically saying there's too many soldiers. If we go out all guns blazing, we're not going to win because we're outnumbered by a lot of people. And then uh, the little little boy, that little boy's so cute as well. Oh, and he comes so in. I know, and he comes in and and he, I think he like rolls a ball to one of them. Yeah, and he's like, he what? He's catch. like, what do you want? And he's got like a baseball glove on and he wants baseball, to play catch yeah. and he's really mean to him. And I was like, oh, he's a little mean. boy. Like, he just yeah. wants to play catch with you. Don't be so mean. So, yeah, apparently they, uh, that's it, right? So, Overlord, it's named after Operation Overlord, which was the Allied operation for the Battle of Normandy, basically. Which. Right. Founded the successful invasion of Nazi-occupied Europe, and this plus Operation Neptune equals D-Day, which was like the victory time. So it's loosely based in fact, mm. but with a little twist. So there you Have go. you ever watched the the World at War, the Laurence Olivier narrated no. series? No, I haven't watched it in full or anything, but it it's um, I think it's pretty much the best television series that covers everything and it's got like like no one has ever made anything better than that in terms of a war documentary but it's really the bits i've seen of it were really really interesting yeah it's worth watching it is it is interesting i always used to like enjoy like the war poetry and stuff from like wars and you know, like Wilfred Owen Siegfried and all that. Sassu- yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I loved it. We had it. to do that at school. I did it at yeah. school twice because I moved schools. Did you? And I, did, I ended oh, up doing man. it in A-level and I did really well on it because I'd already done it. So yeah. everyone thought I was really smart and it was ace. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I did. But like, I found it really interesting. So... In this meantime, Boyce has gone for a little wander around this house and he follows the dinosaur noises to the aunt's room and has a little peep in on her. Uh, and, and whenever this happens in a film, you're like, I'm going to get to see him once. Today. But there's no one there. Like, Always. There's nobody it's not there. Be a sweet old lady, is it? No. Like, you can't see anyone, like, the bed's empty and stuff. But then she appears at the door and her face right. is all kinds of messed up. Like, it's. Oh, she looks, looks like it's really melting off and. Oh. Yeah, it's it's not good. And he's like, okay. Kind of wish I'd not looked at that now. I hope that lady's okay. And then. I don't think she is. And then uh, the uh, the friend the French woman comes back, and then uh, he's like, "What's the crack with your aunt?" Because 
what is happening there kind of thing and she says we don't know what happened to her she's not spoken about it and that's that's that basically so they're like oh all right then don't know about it can't ask so the uh, the french lady is called chloe and he has a little chat with her and sort of says oh your, your english is very good and all this lot and she sort of starts to say that she studied in london at university to become a vet but then all this war happened, so yeah. it kind of put that point, on you're like a vet, mate. Someone who has got some medical training is who you need in this situation. Like vet, okay, doctor better, but still vet is good. Vet is close. It'll do. That's close enough. I reckon like, you I'm, could I'm do first aid stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they just they just don't have all the GPs. Because I feel like you probably have probably to learn. It. You probably have to learn people before you learn animal as well i would think yeah and then i, I don't mean, i don't sure know i've never done it but... which i well, maybe it's something to look into before the next podcast but she yeah so she she sort of says that she came back to sort of look after her family and whatnot and then he i think he speaks some french doesn't he and she's like oh your french is quite good he and, speaks french quite and he well, says because, yeah, because his of... grandma was from haiti so yeah He's been taught French. And then uh, she she says that her parents were taken and and they don't know what it is, but this, she mentions, like, science experiments, I think, at this point. And then she, she sort of says, I think, basically, it's an excuse to kill people. I don't think there's any research or science going on whatsoever. Well... Uh, I, we'll see. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a very horrible history relating to events which did happen in terms of. I feel like science, if, in the name of science, experiments. I feel like, like there was was this sort of like sort of lore about Nazis experimenting on people and stuff like that, or have I made that up in my mind? I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a historical expert, but I do think that there, there were. Yeah, terrible, I think there was kind of um, something. Kind of experiments. That, I don't know the nature of it, but... Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit too close to it. This is where I'm also in two minds. I'm like, well, the film is entertaining, but in reality, experience that people had was was different mm. in the details, but not in the kind of overall yeah, thing. I'm yeah. like, I also don't want to be like, oh, this is a fun horror film, when it reflects events which were kind of real. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't the same, but still. Then uh, there's a group of officers that come to the door. So the little boy, the little boy is called Paul. Not a very French name. He's called Paul. <laughs> I was like, that isn't a French name. He's called Paul. But whatever. So he hides, and she goes to answer the door, and then uh, they're like, "Oh, uh, can we come in?" And it's uh, Eurovision. Eurovision. Yeah. Your old Pilu, Pilu, is it Pilu? Pilu, Pilu Asbeck, Asbeck yeah. Thrones slash Eurovision. And he's like, oh, can we come in? And she's like, oh, I guess so. So she lets him in. And then uh, he he sort of walks through to the kitchen and he's like, oh, you didn't cook tonight. So I'm assuming, like, he drops around and expects feeding. Mm. How about get lost? And she's like, yeah. oh, I was busy. And I thought, yeah, I'm not doing it. So then uh, he sort of is sort of being all creepy and creeping around and then starts talking about their agreement that they have, which oh, I'm guessing is sexual favours. 
yeah. for them being left alone for, you know, mm. whatever. It's Which bad, is isn't really it? sad. Yeah, it's horrible. And then she is not into it and she's like, I'd rather not now. I'm not really feeling it right now. Maybe another time. But he kind of doesn't take no for an answer and I don't yeah. like it. And then the others come in to... I'm assuming hold her down or something and it was horrible and I was like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this at all. But then a ball, a ball falls down the stairs and I think they hear a noise from upstairs which you think, "Uh uh-oh, it's the soldiers, that's not good. So they go to investigate but they find Paul at the top of the stairs. At this point I was like, Paul is so brave. I was like, you little hero, you're so good. And he, uh, understanding that the Americans couldn't be found, he, he steps in, takes yeah. the blame for that's a lot of that's a lot of foresight to have Look, for a little boy. But he what does. A good lad. I, I know. know. I was like, they what a good boy. Where he's an adult and he has that same fortitude. I know he's great. So he rolls the ball down to be like, oh, it was me. I did it. Yeah. So he rolls the ball, and he's got his little mitt on. To play catch. Yeah. No one will play catch with this boy and it ha- it hurt my heart. And I was just like, oh, oh, lad. poor little boy. So this horrible German officer spits on the ball and gives it back Ugh. to him. And I was like, Ugh, if it's one thing I cannot stand in the world, it is spitting. I don't care about gore in films. I will watch somebody get scalped quite happily. I don't care. But if someone spits, I'm just like, no, that is disgusting. That is malign for some reason. It's really weird. Spitting. Spitting. Especially since Paul is a child. Like, obviously, I mean, I know this character... He's an innocent little boy. You don't need to spit on his baseball. Yeah, you could have just thrown it back to him. I I suppose it might be him being like... Oh, Americans, ugh, I spit on the ball. But it's like, well... Yeah, just, horrible. If you don't want to throw it poor, back, just put it down. Yeah, poor little boy. Oh. Yeah, poor Paul. So... Poor Paul. Poor Paul. Poor Paul. So she... Yeah, she's getting threatened by Eurovision, who is like, would you rather go see the doctor? And she's like, no, I would not. <sighs> what a evil character so i just want to say though that if he had left the house peacefully mm. none of the rest of the film would have gone like the way that it did but no he wanted to yeah. stay and he eventually had everything that happened to him so mm-hmm. so yeah so she she sort of she's like right okay and i think Boyce starts to come down the stairs but he can't see him and she's sort of mm. Like, don't do anything, do not do anything. But then, obviously, they're not happy and he ends up with a gun pointed yeah. at his head. And then they smack him and knock him out. And then I think he... Is it Boy? I think Boyce decides to go and investigate this tower to see what's going on and what they can do. And then he, he kind of... He sort of says about the ant. He's like, that's that's not normal. That's that's really weird. Yeah. Something weird's Something going on. I'm going to find out what it's not it is. Radio tower. So he, yeah, he basically gets out of the house and hides from all the officers in these trucks and he, he gets attacked by a dog mm-hmm. and then he jumps in to the truck because the, the truck's going into this place that they need to look at and it's full of dead bodies, which is really uh, horrible. Ugh. Awful. 
and I think I think she says she mentions something about um, that the the burning bodies that end up like the ant did. So yeah. it's obviously something's gone wrong, and they they're burning them basically, which is very thing esque. It really reminded me of the thing. Yeah. Apparently, as well, even though it is kind of based on Nazis and stuff, there's no actual use of a swastika in this film at all. No. Mm. Instead, it's a. Is it when? Is it Wend? It's like a rune or something. I can't. When Wendleton or something like that, and it's used instead of a swastika. Although Nazis mm. are actually referenced, which I thought was quite interesting. But, you know, you don't want to give them more screen time than you need to, really. We don't, know. Need, don't need to that. share the symbol with that. anyone. It's been no. seen enough during yeah. World War II. Exactly. It needs to go away. It needs it? to yeah. go right away. So he, Boyce, ends up getting into this compound in this truck and he gets out and hides and then... He follows some people into where they're taking these bodies to see what they're doing. And then I'm, I'm sure I could hear, like, it sounded like in um, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, when he, like, scratches his claws against stuff and you get that... Oh, uh, yeah. It sounded like that, and I was like, sounds like Freddy. Did Freddy's he? there. I know. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people chatting in German. The French in this film is translated all the time, but the German... Is rarely translated, and I don't know. I'm not sure why that is, but I feel you like it adds it's... to the mystery. Yeah, maybe because they're probably talking about what they're doing. Yeah, because if they're like, well, yeah. we've got these syringes here that bring people back from the dead, but it's all it's really bad. Right at the start, you'd be like, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I, German, I'm, I I'm in, I'm intrigued mm. to see what what they actually say. I'd be quite interested. So. Apparently, the filming location of this was a decommissioned train line in West Sussex, where a lot of it was filmed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, which I thought I was... sort of assumed it had just been filmed in America. Yeah, West Sussex. Crazy. Yeah. I know, it's cool, isn't it? So, he starts to hear, like, wailing and screaming and, and really not nice noises coming out mm. of this place. So, he goes to look but then has to hide because some soldiers are coming. And he sees there's, like, a load of doors that with, like, holes in that this scientist man is looking through. He's got a coat on and he's got a clipboard and he's very official and he's writing stuff down. And So he decides to walk through, does Boyce, to see what else is going on. And he goes into this, like, <laughs> a wrote, he walks through compound to a weird science room. It's a lab. Weird science. What is wrong Weird with me? Dreams, what it is. I work in a lab. I know what a lab is, but no, no, no. It's a weird science weird room. Science Jesus. Yeah. Honestly. So They're not proper scientists. It's not a proper lab. It's a, it's a weird science it's room. Weird science They're room. doing weird yeah. science, yeah. He sees someone in a bag uh, and he opens oh, I didn't the like bag. Those bags. He opened oh, the bag. I would not have opened that bag. I'd have been like, I'm getting out of here. This is weird. Yeah. And also, it, he like reached whoa. into uh, one of the the tub things. I was like, "Oh, what's this liquid? I'll just put my hand in it." Yeah, because he op- he opens this bag and like blood comes out of it. I'm assuming it's blood Ooh. or something. And it Awful. and it was just like, "Oh, this is horrible." 
And then uh, and then there's like a really horribly disfigured like man in there who's like, help mm. me. And then he's like, oh, that's not good. I think he needs to help these people, but how What do he? you do? What do you do in that situation? I'd be like, yeah, I'm out of ideas. I don't know what to do with you. He finds all these mysterious shringes with red stuff in. This bit reminded me, It's it kind of takes from a lot of films because this reminded me of Reanimator because that's the premise of Reanimator, which is a very funny film. I have not seen that. It's kind of gory, but it's funny. It is mm-hmm. funny. It's good. Got Jeffrey Combs in. He's really sassy. It's funny. So he sees these syringes and he's like, I'm going to take one of those syringes because I might need it later. So he takes one. And then he's, he's sort of having a look round a bit more. And then he finds a woman's head and spine in this box thing. And she's terrifying. chatting. She's still yeah. alive. And he's like, oh, my God, what is this? And she's saying, in French, she's saying, like, arrête, s'il vous plaît. Which is just stop, yeah. please stop. Stop, yeah. Yeah. Oh, stop, please. Not... Stop, please. Stop, please. Oh, oh it's horrible. it's horrible. Poor lady. And he's just like, Awful. oh, my God, what is this? He finds... Oh, he's... he finds one of his company there because he got he gets taken, so tries to free him, and he has to, like... Mm. Got his finger attached to his side. Pull these tubes out oh. of him and... Oh, so he sees the, uh, the doctor injecting somebody else. And then they take them away so he doesn't know what's happened to them. He frees Jacob by pulling all these tubes out of him. And then he's like, let's get out of here because this is some weird stuff that's happening. I don't like it. They manage to to make it out of this place by kicking in this little sort of tunnel where water runs down. So it's like a sewer system, I guess. So yeah. again, another uh, film, like Shawshank Redemption. The Shawshank out of there, climb out of yeah. the sewers. Yeah. Ugh. I say, like, is it not rather convenient that there was a sort of man-sized hatch in the wall that they could? It was kick very convenient. The just, just as a thought. It's quite Thank the Lord, it was in a, in there. A supposedly secure facility. I yeah. know, right? They make, yeah, they make it out of this this sort of sewer system, and then it goes back to the house, and the rest are waiting there with Eurovision and they're just messing with him and sort of taunting him and I think it is he like is he hung up somewhere now like tied up he's tied up yeah. I think yeah Boyce returns and then uh, they're like oh how was your how was your recon mission was that fun for you and he's like well the tower base is below ground there's some weird shit going on down there let me tell you and then he produces a syringe. He's like, I found the syringe. I don't know what it does. It's all very weird. And then uh, they ask, he's, he's called, I think he's called Lieutenant Waffner, but I want to call him Eurovision. So I'm going to yeah. call him Eurovision. Yeah. They ask Eurovision and he doesn't know what it is, but I think he does know what it is. He does. He won't tell them. So they slap him about a bit to see if he'll tell them, but he won't. So I think he... I think he start, he starts talking about how he's been given a purpose and, and all this kind of vague sort of weird uh, stuff and they're just like, I'm sick of this. And then Chloe is like, I'm especially sick of this. So she stabs him in the leg. <laughs> She's like, do you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm stabbing you in the leg. And then uh, 
I think it's Ford twists it about a bit before he pulls it out to see if he'll chat, but he still won't talk. Um, and then I think Ford ends up getting a knuckle duster out and he's like, this guy is going to chat because I'm sick of it. And they're like, I think you've gone a little bit far there. A bit too far there, perhaps. Slow your roll, baby Kurt Russell. What are you doing? <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, Boyce especially, because he saved that mouse, is a bit sensitive. He doesn't like mm. it. But Boyce is the one who gets things done at the same time. Boyce gets things done. The one who went into the castle, because he's compassionate. He went in and To go save that other guy, yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have rescued Jacob if mm-hmm. he hadn't had that mouse-saving mentality. That mouse-saving... Everyone needs that mouse-saving mentality, definitely. So, yeah, Chloe. Chloe's kind of having a bit of a crisis herself, and she's like, I don't recognise myself anymore. I don't know what, what is happening. Like, this is all really horrible situation. And uh, I think Boyce ends up talking about his conscription to the army at the time. Mm. Mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn, mowing the lawn, yeah. And then he got a letter, and now he's there. And now he's there, yeah. and got the shringe, and just what is happening, basically. I don't actually know. So Ford, Ford comes down, baby Kate Russell and says, well, there's at least 40 men at this base. That's what he said. We've got an hour till they hit the beach, so we've got to hurry up in this, you know, we've got an hour, basically, we need to get on. Yeah. So they go to get Eurovision to see if he'll chat anymore, but he's dead. He's beating him dead. So they're like, how much did you hit this guy? Because that is not good. But then... We realise he's not dead because then he attacks him. He was pretending. He was playing possum the whole time, you sneaky monkey. So he, yeah, he basically attacks him. And then I think they end up shooting him because he's attacking him. And they're like, oh no, that's bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, oh no, that's, that's, no, that's what they do. They put a... He's got a bag on his head, so he can't see. And I think he gets the gun and yeah. starts shooting at people willy-nilly because he can't he's like, see. Oh, he's all over the place. just shooting wherever, yeah. He's all over the place, yeah. So Chase, Chase, who's the photographer, he gets shot in the chest. And he is not looking good. He keeps trying to... I thought this was, like, quite a realistic thing. Like, when people are injured, they try and get up and they try and do stuff and you're like, no. You yeah, need they're to... like, oh, it's okay. I'm, it's, I, I think I might be all right. I you think know? I'm fine. And you're really not fighting. Just... Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and they're like, you need to just lie down and we'll sort you out. It'll be fine. And then he asks where his camera is and then he dies, which is really sad. And then yeah. uh, Ford, Ford wants to kill... Eurovision, but they're like, no, we need him. We need to know what he knows and everything else. So you just slow your roll. Calm yourself down. And then they realise that they have this shringe. So he injects Chase with this shringe, thinking that that might be a good idea. So he has sort of picked (laughs) up that it can bring back people from the day. Oh, it's just a I don't know if he thinks maybe. maybe that it'll sort of help heal or something. I think that's what he's thinking. But then nothing happens and they're like, oh, well, maybe 
isn't anything. But then basically he just sits up bolt upright and then they're like, oh my God, yeah. you were dead. What is happening? And then he's like, I'm very thirsty. I'm thirsty. So then he downs all this water that they give him and he's like, yeah, no, I feel good. I feel, I'm feeling all right. I'm just very thirsty. Drink, drink, drink. Yeah, it doesn't hurt a bit. And then he ends up crushing this like metal bottle in his hand and they're like, okay, that's not normal. Okay. And then he's like, he sort of gets Do you know what this up. reminded me of? Do you know when you've been ill or something, say you've had a, a bug or whatever, mm-hmm. and then after a few days you wake up and you're like, I think I'm over my bug now, so I'm determined to get up and start with it and get back to normal. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right. And then you go out for a walk or something, and you're like, yeah, I'm not well. I'm still ill. I'm still yeah, quite I'm, ill. I need to sit I'm down. <laughs> yeah, well. it's exactly yeah. like that. He's like, yeah, I feel yeah, great. I'm feeling wonderful. But then he's like, oh, my head hurts. Four days in bed or whatever. You're like, yeah, feeling better. Yeah. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the shop and get a carton of milk, whatever. And it's milk. and it's not that far to the shop. To the shop I can't make it back home. You're like, it's not that far to the shop. I'll be there and back. Five minutes, it'll be fine. And then you're like, oh, my God. Need some milk. Oh. Some nice cup of tea, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you need to have a lie down as soon as you've managed to crawl back to the front mm-hmm. door. Yeah. Obviously it's not so quite he, as bad as the film. Yeah, he... That's what it reminded me of. He gets up and he's like, I feel really hot. And he's like, and my head hurts. And I don't feel... I don't feel well anymore. And he kind of starts sort of pacing and, and stuff. And then, like, his veins start popping out of his arms. and yeah, and then And then, like, he starts to sort of... Like, his, his face starts to sort of mutate and go really weird. Mm. And then his head sort of snaps backwards and and uh, yeah and it makes a horrible noise and then uh, and then they're like oh my god oh and then you wouldn't want to be eating say roast chicken on the bone at that point would you no No. definitely not that is the last thing you'd want to eat i would usually ever have that but Especially That's not kind of what it reminded thing. me of. Yeah, uh, it's horrible, and it and it sort of his head sort of snaps backwards and then back again, and then he grabs mm. Boyce by the throat and just lifts him up because he's like weirdly strong now, and they can't, yeah, they can't they can't do anything with him because he's like super strong it's man too. Yeah, and his eyes are bleeding and it's uh, it's really bad. Not good. So then. Ford shoots him because, you know, he's like, right, yeah. need to stop this Sounds situation. Like a, yeah. But nothing happens. He doesn't die. He's still alive. And then he's like, oh, my God, what do we do? So then, basically, they have to cave his head in for him to die. Like a zombie, basically. Oh. And it, it's, oh, it's really horrible. It's really brutal. Oh. And then I think Boyce is kind of upset. And they're all a bit like, oh, my God, what just happened? And then he, they're sort of looking at Chase and they're like, that wasn't Chase, like, that wasn't yeah. normal. In this meantime, Eurovision has escaped with the little boy. So they're like, oh my God, the little boy. Then there's a Awful. big shootout and he takes Paul. He wasn't scared of using a little child as a human shield. I know, that lovely little boy. And then, so, Awful. but then... This is when I was like, Paul is not a French name. Because <laughs> I'm like, Paul! Paul! And I was like, no, not a French name, no. Uh, oh, what about 
Jean Paul. Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. Maybe it's just maybe. Paul. Paul on its own, it just doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah, maybe. It doesn't scream Paul French to me. Maybe mm, he is called Jean Paul. Maybe. Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, that is a classic French name. Jean Luc. Yeah. Basically, Ford just wants to go to this tower and sort it out. Like, he is tunnel vision man. That's all he wants to do. And he's in charge, so what he says goes, and no one will argue with him because he's Kurt Russell's son and you can't. But Boyce does. He's like, no, I'm refusing. And he's like, we need to do something about this because this is not normal. And he's like, I can get us in. I managed to get out so I can get us back in and we can blow it all up and it'll be great because the tower will get destroyed. Weird science lab will get destroyed. Go get Paul back. Brilliant. That is the plan. So they're like, right, fine. That's what we'll do then. So uh, Eurovision pulls up at the science base and he isn't in a good way because he's been shot and punched and everything else. So then he's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stab myself with that weird red serum stuff. That's a good idea. You know, I don't think it could end badly. But the scientist guy is like, don't do it. And he's like... We've never tried it on a living person. Don't do it. It's not a good idea. And he's like, I'm doing it anyway because I'm crazy and I don't care. And then he's like, no. And then he starts sort of mutating and and all his bones start cracking and all that kind of stuff. It's horrible. And then he turns round and half his face is missing. Yeah. So all, all you can see is like, you can see like his gum and his teeth. It looks really cool. Do you know he feel it is a very good effect. It, it, it is looks so like good. how um you feel if you've got a tiny ulcer. Yes. So when you've got an exactly. ulcer Yeah, you that's do. What it feels. I had one that was like it was like right on, you know, like where your sort of lip and your gum meet. Mm, it was right under there. But I feel like it was on a nerve. So like from my nose and my cheek was all swollen. So that's how it felt. It was horrible. So if if anyone says I've got a mouthful, so just imagine Imagine that man vision at this point and that is the level of That pain is the level of pain that, that you're in. Feeling, yeah. But he seems to be enjoying himself because he's still alive, half face off, it's fine. So the soldiers go to get into this compound with Chloe because she's like, Oh, I'm coming because I need to go save my little my little, little wee bro. She needs to save Paul. Yeah, little Paul. So then she distracts the soldiers that are around by running into the woods. And then uh, a guy catches her and she's like, I'm looking for my brother. My brother is missing. Oh, I don't know anything. I'm innocent in all this. But then the soldiers come and beat him up. And then they it cuts to... Is it a car or something? No... Or a bike. It's something. something. This soldier's on something and he's travelling towards this base oh, anyway. Oh, um, motorbike and sidecar. Motorbike so and sidecar, that's like, what it is. If someone runs into the woods, is a motorcycle and sidecar going to be the best way to catch it up worked. to them? It was... A, it, I yeah, thought at first, when I saw it, it, I was like, oh, they've beaten him up and taken his clothes and then pretended to be soldiers so they can go in. Mm. That's what I thought at first. But that isn't the case. It's just a soldier that they beat up who pulls up to the front of this base where all the other soldiers are and they're like, oh, 
are you doing? What are you, what's going on there? And he's got tape on his mouth. And they're like, oh, what, what's that tape? But he's kind of going, but they can't hear what he's saying. But then they pull the tape off. But what they don't realise is he's got a grenade in his mouth and the pin comes off with the tape. So he was obviously like, don't do it because got it in my mouth. And then you get the second kaboom of the film. Big kabooms. I'm assuming all their budget went on explosions. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So then, uh, yeah, so he he explodes. They shoot the rest of the people. The doors have been blown open because of the grenade mouth person. So they shoot some more guards who come out because obviously they were like, what's this commotion outside? They come out, they get shot by, I think it's Tibbet and... Is it Tibbet and Dawson? No, not Dawson. Dawson died. I don't know. I forget who's who. I feel like Tibbet was there. Then Ford and Boyce and Chloe end up going in through this tunnel while the others are distracting the rest of the soldiers, basically. So they're sneaking. Chloe's like, I'm going to find Paul. Bye. And they're like, uh, okay. So she she shoots one guard and then they're like, where's Paul? We need to find Paul. So Boyce goes to find these labs because he's been in there already. She She's not bothered. She's just like, I'm going to go find my brother, whatever. And then uh, this is where it starts to kind of, well, I say it start, it like fully goes crazy because then you get these like zombie people coming after him at this point. So... They uh, they end up going to the room that he freed his friend from, Jacob, and that, that lab thing. They end up going in there. And then I was thinking, I was like, this would make an excellent computer game if it was, like, made into a computer game. But then it I was like, but it's, it? it's Wolfenstein, isn't it? It's essentially Wolfenstein. They find Paul, and I think Boyce sends... Chloe out and they're like we are going to finish what we're doing you need to take Paul and get out while it's safe because they were basically planning on blowing it all up so they go back through this tunnel but then I think she puts Paul in and she's about to go in but then one of the sort of zombie people grabs her and pulls her out so she I think she tries to shoot him but she can't and he's and he um he tries to punch her, but she avoids it, and he like punches through the wall because they're meant to be like really, really strong, aren't they? And then she shoots him in the chin, which you would think would kill him off. It doesn't. He's still alive. And then he chases her down this corridor, and then uh, she finds a load of flammable liquid and a flamethrower. So I was like, the thing! It's the thing, but in Nazi Germany. So then she uh, flamethrowers this guy and he falls to the floor because fire seems to get rid of them. To stop him, yeah. But then she escapes but leaves the flamethrower behind. I'd be taking that with me. I'd be like, I'm taking the <laughs> shoe with me because I don't know what I'm going to find. Uh, Eurovision finds Ford because he's setting all these detonators up to blow it up. But he crunches one of them in his hand because he's like weirdly strong yeah. zombie person now. The serum seems to work in amazing ways, doesn't it? It does, it's weird. It mutates you horribly, but you are very strong. Yeah. So, Boyce is still setting up, but then he gets a gun to the head like uh, Waffner did before. And then uh, 
you get this kind of evil genius exposition that is like, oh, thanks for helping me become the man I am. Very strong, half a face, good times. Great. <laughs> Great, Moving yay. forward, he's, things are going to go well, I think, for him. Yeah, yeah. well... Down the line. So, yeah, yeah this, I think the scientist, the scientist there, and he's got boys, and they fight. And then uh, he ends up... He ends up stabbing the doctor, but then he ends up get. Because I watch a lot of wrestling. I was watching this, and he, he has him in, like... There's a guy called John Moxley who does this thing called a bulldog choke, where he's basically, like, legs wrapped round. Yeah. But then arm on neck kind of thing. And I was like, he's just basically bulldog choking this guy. <laughs> this is what he's doing right now. Paul's made it outside... So then the other guys that are outside go to, fa- to to get him because he's basically in the middle of all this fire, this little boy. And I was like, oh my God, that little boy is going to get shot. It's horrible. But Tibbet gets him out. But then he gets shot. And I was like, oh God, it's horrible. But then Chloe comes out blasting because she's got guns and she's just shooting everybody she's at this point. Yeah. I like I like a strong female character in a film. It does make me happy. Ford, Ford's not in a good way at this point and Eurovision's got him and he's like, oh, there's no rope to tie you up with at this point like he did to him. So he basically gets a massive hook and hooks him right in the chest. <gasps> oh, it's horrible. And then uh, and then he's basically banging on about how he's now got the power of a god and he is a god. He's he's basically he's being though, he? he's being Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny and being like I am a god I'm the golden god etc. And then he gets shot, but he's still not dead because he's had this serum. So then uh, it's Boyce who has shot him. So then he starts to fight with Boyce, and in this meantime, Ford is trying to get off this big damn hook that's in his chest. He yeah. manages to get off it. I was like, he's never gonna get off that, but he does. And he has to like lift himself off. It's ugh, it's uh. horrible. It's horrible. And is and basically like Waffner Eurovision is saying is is basically doing evil genius exposition. It is like Germany will have an army of invincible, unkillable, dead Nazi people, and that's what we're doing, and it's going to be great. But then uh, I think Ford has some serum, so he's like, right, okay, that's fine. Fight fire with fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think he, I think he ends up taking it, doesn't it? And uh, Boyce is getting drowned by Waffner, and he's basically like, ha ha ha, the evil plan is coming together, and you're gonna die in this water, and it's gonna be great. It's all working out well for Eurovision. So coming up roses, yeah. But then, (laughs) but then, baby Kurt Russell comes in, and he's like, no, I'm not having this anymore. And then. they have a little fight, and then Waffner's like, oh, how does it feel, the power and, you know, the power of this weird red serum? And he's like, not so fucking great, to be honest. I don't like it. <laughs> so they're kind of, they're kind of fighting, and, and Waffner thinks he's won, and he's very triumphant, and he, uh, he rolls this tank of oxygen towards Waffner, but, like, nothing is happening, and I think... Yeah. He's sort of laughing and being like, is that meant to stop me? Like, what are you actually doing with that? But then he's like, boys! And then boys shoots it. And then you get the third boom of the uh, the yeah. film. There's big boom. Big boom. In this film. 
Oh my god, yeah. So yeah, the it he he sort of explodes in this fire. Ford's still alive and not entirely sure how exactly. Well, it's probably the red zone. How? But he is. He but seems he to is. be. It's because it's Kurt Russell's son. There's no messing. Oh yeah. So they go to leave. They're gonna leave together, but then Boyce goes out of the door to leave, but then Ford locks the door, and and he's like, "What are you doing? What, what what's going on?" And he's like, "We we can do this together. It's fine." And he's like, "The timers weren't set because he crushed the detonator thing, so I need to I need to do it." And he was like, "And he and he basically says it'll all stay here with me. I'm gonna blow it all up." And it's finished. You get out of here because it's gonna go. You've got to go. So, and I was like, oh, how heroic. Ugh. Yeah. But then I guess <laughs> he's in. He's injected himself with that horrible serum. He probably doesn't really want to be he's an invincible. Not quite thinking straight, is he? He doesn't want to be an invincible person, and he knows that he's got to get rid. Yeah. Oh, he thought there was a chance he might survive because he's had that red serum. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But um. Yeah, there's he's in this lab, but then all the sort of zombie people are there and they're all up and about. So he's kind of fighting with them and then trying to light explosives and sort of do all these things. They're all coming at him. He's got this lighter that he... I think he took it off Waffner. He had this lighter and he's like, I think I'm done with this now. Thanks to him and then lights yeah. the detonators and then you get another big boom another one. Oh my god i know right so boyce is just hoofing it out there because everything's exploding now everything's going up so he manages to get out i think and then it cuts to i think it's the day after which would be d-day when they did it i think and it's sort of everyone's kind of coming out of the houses and it's all yeah. sort of calm. It's all lovely. It's all sun's come out. It's all lovely. It's all lovely. Yeah. It's all calm. And then I think, is it? Yeah, there's a load of planes that fly overhead then, isn't it? So obviously mm. they've managed to set these detonators and it was successful and, and they've managed to get in. And then the rest of the guys outside are like, did Ford make it? He did not. He did not. Oh, uh, poor mm. baby Kurt Russell. That's sad. I know. Well, well, he did well at the end. He did. He did. So then it cuts to the army camp, which they've set up because obviously they've they've come in and taken everything yeah. now. So Boyce is getting sort of told off for setting these charges below ground because they were like, we were told that the the thing was above ground. Why did you? Take all well, that time. They found an extra facility below ground that needed destroying too. But they didn't. But he doesn't say that. But he does say there was Ford's idea. Don't blame the dead. <laughs> it wasn't his idea. Oh yeah, it was him. He did it. It was all his idea. What a nut. And then they're like, "Did you uh, see anything down there? See anything weird?" And he's like, "No, no, Not nothing." Really. And he's like, you know, any any weird labs or anything that we've heard that we were doing experiments? And he's like, nope, didn't see a thing. No, just, just a sort of underground empty room. It, there was nothing, nothing there. Yeah. Nothing to see. And then he's like, all right, okay, good job then. And that's it. And I was like, how dare you? 
you blamed Ford, that's mean. I'd have been like, there was some weird shit down there. You should have seen it. There was, there was a, a serum, a head, there was doctors. A head with a spine. I saw a head with a spine and it talked to me. Weird stuff <laughs> happened down there, let me tell you. But it's alright because we blew it all up. So then it cuts to Tibbet and he's alright. Even though he got shot, he survived. Oh, Yay! He's okay. And he's playing cards with Paul. Someone is playing Aww. with Paul finally. Oh, that little boy. Bless him. Good old Paul. Good yeah. Good Paul. Yep. And then they're sort of all chatting... Sort of, oh, we all survived that crazy time. Ooh, what a time that was. And then uh, they're like, oh, yeah, they're, uh, they're putting us in C Company. And then they're like, oh, what's that? And then, the, and then he says, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get Tibbet to Hitler. Then pop, we can all go home. And then that's it. It finishes. Bean. That is it. That's it, yeah. And I was like, I would quite like it. A, a sort of sequel where they do go find Hitler. I think that would be quite exciting. Because <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. It was so good. <laughs> it was great. There was action. It was there was action. There was zombies. There was war. Yeah. There was Kurt Russell's son. Flamethrowers. <laughs> bombs. Everything. It was great. I loved it. Very exciting. <laughs> I didn't... I've been... It's been on... Uh, it's been on streaming for ages and I was like, I want to watch it, but I was like, no, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to save wait. it for the podcast. I'm going to save, save it, for it for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I think I'd probably give it a five. I feel like I'm too was... nice. I review everything no. so positively, apart from Blair Witch, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I did. You enjoyed it. it I did. I really five. enjoyed it. To, like, I'd say go... To find fault. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. That's it. It was good. Yeah. I right liked it, yeah. I think gore probably a four because It was fairly gory. It was it? fairly gory, but but done really well. Like the practical effects were mm. really good. I'm not sure who actually did the practical effects. I'm intrigued. I'm gonna see who did them because I want to know. I feel like it was likely a a, a sort of well known person. Maybe. Mm. Valter Casotto. Ah. I don't know who that is. What have you done? Cloud Atlas. Prometheus. Oh, yeah. Prometheus. Mm. That had some good effects. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. A Cure for Wellness. I wanted to say that. I never got around to it. We That was another one we saw as a trailer at the cinema. Yes. It's very good. Have we not seen that? Have I not watched that with you? No. I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. It's good. I liked it. I've got it recorded for the podcast. Oh wow! Well, when you're allowed, when you're allowed to come when back. Allowed to visit indoors. I've got. Around. Rob's going mad because I've got loads of films on the planet <laughs> that like that are quite hard to find unless you have to pay for them. Yeah. But I've found them. They've been on like film four and stuff. So I've been like, oh shit, I've <laughs> recorded it. He's like, we delete them, and I'm like, no, they're for the podcast. No, no. I was like, they're for when Celia comes. People can visit indoors. They're for when Celia comes, and we can watch them together. And he's like, oh, they're taking up room. I'm like, well, they need to stay there because I need them. You should see my sky planner. It's usually at like ninety six. Oh, ours isn't even near that. To be fair, but yeah, yeah. But it is building up, and I'm like, I really need this lockdown to be lifted because. There's loads to watch. Because, yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so gore, probably a four. Humour, maybe a two. Because there was a, a few funny yeah. bits in it. Some funny bits, I suppose. Bit, yeah. bit of humour, but not that funny. But, yeah, really good. Like, action, it's, it's sort of a good sort of action horror-y thing. Not what I expected yeah. at all, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't quite what I expected either, but mm. it was quite entertaining. Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. Thoroughly recommend. It's it's something something a bit different, like, for horror. Like, if you, yeah. you know, you're into horror, it's something a little bit... It is a change. A little bit different, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely uh, recommend. Give it a watch. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, so next week we're doing Pontypool next week. What is that? A Canadian, it's a Canadian horror that's set in a radio station. Oh. Mm, very interesting, very good, yeah. Cool. Isn't there a place called Pontypool in England or something like that? Possibly. There's Pontypreed, is that a place? I, know. I, I don't have know. no idea. Anyway, I'll give it a watch. Yeah, Pontypool, yeah. So, for next week, watch Pontypool. And, in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod. And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. We are indeed. And also, we're on Buy Me a Coffee, which is also WNS Horrorpod. If you want to request a film... Or get our extra content, which we are due to record another Twin Peaks. We're going to do that soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to do that soon. Oh, so hour in my my busy schedule. I know, right? <laughs> mm. I watched. Well, I watched know, my it yesterday, is full, but it's not. I wouldn't say it was necessary things. But it's full of <laughs> full of. It's just frivolity. full. It's full of whimsy, is what it is. Oh, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to uh, join us in our Twin Peaks journey, I need to update my board. Oh, yeah. Which I will post. A lot of people liked my board. I was quite impressed. It was I liked a good it. board. You need to, sometimes you need to organise your thoughts with a board with red string. I feel like yeah. I need to do that with everything in my life because it's good. Because <laughs> I do like a list. Oh, yeah. So, it's yeah, it's good to, like, oh, yeah. arrange my thoughts. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So I need to update my board. Uh, and then uh, yeah, we'll get the episode up on buy me a coffee. We'll be done. Mm. So yeah, that's that. We shall see you next week. Yep. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home live cameras, so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. 
A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced full body blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer, exclusions apply. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.